freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 371 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is America, more armed than ever. Our guest today is Mark Walters. Mark is a syndicate host for two national radio programs, Armed America Radio and Armed America Radio Daily Defense with Mark Walter. Mark's voice can be heard on over 200 stations in hundreds of cities six days a week across America. He is a co-author of three critical acclaimed books, Lessons from Armed America, Lessons from Unarmed America, and Grilling While Armed. He is a member of the board of directors of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Always fun to talk with you guys. Absolutely. It's been way too long since we've had you on. So yeah, if you're nervous about being on a microphone, just relax, Cheryl, and walk <laughs> you through it, okay? <laughs> I'll be okay. I'm, All right. I'm good. <laughs> I think you walk around with one strapped to your body somewhere with this many hours of radio. You do Six days week. a week. I might as well, right? I'm used to it. No big deal. Let's that rock and roll. Let's, let's get freedom moving. Amazing. So really, where did this passion come from? I mean, there are a lot of people who would say that they are pro-gun, they're pro-freedom, pro-constitution, but it seems like with you, it's very personal. And I'm just wondering, where did that come from? It is personal. Uh, I've always been a patriot. I've always been uh, patriotic. I love my country. I've, ever since I was a kid, I'm a type AAA personality, but this goes a little bit deeper than that because I think you may know my story, but back in 2002, I, I always been a gun nut, always loved my firearms and my right to keep and bear arms and was passionate about it to, for a long time. But I had an incident happen to me in 2002 on my way to work. My daughter was only two weeks old at the time and uh, two of Tampa's great miscreants attempted to carjack a vehicle at a traffic light at an intersection in front of me as I was on my way to work. Here I was 6.20 in the morning, stopped coming up to a traffic light when a car pulled in front of me. Two idiots got out, tried to carjack the woman, couldn't turn their attention towards me. And thankfully that day I, I was armed and I pulled a Glock 36 that I had on my right hip and stopped that crime as it unfolded right in front of me. And you know it, it, everything just kind of slowed down and all of a sudden, here I was sitting at a traffic light, minding my own business, and a split second later, I had a firearm trained on two individuals. I didn't have to pull the trigger. Mr. Glock's invention did exactly what it was supposed to do without my having to squeeze the trigger, thank God. And I went home alive that day. They went home alive that day, as did the individual in the other car. And that began with me a very deep-seated passion for my right to keep and bear arms and, and my, 
my willingness to fight for that right, no one was going to take that away from me. More important than that, as I reflected back on it, my two-week-old daughter will be 20 years old in November, uh, on November 2nd. My wife would subsequently have our son almost two years later. She did not wind up a widow because I had a firearm that day. And that's where it comes from. And I'll, I'll continue to fight as long as God gives me breath in my lungs. It, it originally led to a column that I wrote called The Importance of Carrying Your Gun 100% of the Time. And over time, that led to more magazine columns and more interviews. And that turned into the radio show. And here we sit today. Uh, Armed American Radio is now 13 years old on April 26th. On April 27th, we begin our 14th year now airing in hundreds of cities around the country. And of course, with the addition of the daytime show six years ago, six days a week. So we get a lot of windshield time in front of the microphone now. Wow. That's awesome. <clears throat> Mark, I, I just can't believe that. I mean, you know, uh, you hear these stories all the time where people have saved lives with guns, yet the other side is saying that we don't need guns. Yeah. Right, like you could have just called the police, right? Because right. they could have appeared out of thin air in a millisecond to help you in that situation. Isn't that what the other side tries to say? That's what they try to say now. But keep in mind, guys, this was 02. There were no cell phones. Mm -hmm. At least I didn't have one. They weren't mm -hmm. prevalent. The iPhone didn't hit the market smartphones until 07. I was literally sitting there blocked in, cars behind me, cars in front of me, cars to the side of me, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, nowhere to go. And thank goodness mm -hmm. I had my gun. And the interesting part about it was I used to say, and I still say it on the radio a lot when I talk about it, that prior to that incident happening, a criminal had a 50-50 shot of running into an armed victim because I hadn't yet made a decision to carry my gun everywhere all the time yet. I've never left the house without a firearm strapped to my hip since that time period, and I never will. Mm -hmm. Man, that just gives me chills to think about because, yeah. you know, there by the grace of God, any of us go because it just happens that fast. And, yeah, it does. you know, some people say, well, I only carry my firearm when I'm going to go someplace dangerous. Well, you ended up in a place where danger visited you, but it wasn't necessarily a dangerous place. So we can't really pick and choose those times. We absolutely can't pick and choose those times. So be prepared all yeah. the time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, evil manifests itself at its time and place of choosing, not yours. Right. You don't get that knock on the door in the morning that says evil's going to visit you today at 621 at the, at the intersection of Fletcher and and, uh, you know, and uh, Nebraska Avenue today on your way to work. We don't get that luxury. Mm -hmm. The criminals have that luxury because they get to pick and choose that time. So we have to be prepared all the time. Uh, one mistake with us can cost us our lives. You know, it's that simple. Well, and that I think is a good segue to one of our questions today about the Supreme Court yeah. and some questions the Supreme Court have for the state of Maryland, a, a court case that's going to bubble up there about a rifle ban. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say it, it coincides with the, the Supreme Court in this way is because recently there was uh, an actual gun case being argued, argued and heard by the Supreme Court after what, 10 years of, of mm -hmm. nothing, maybe more than 10 years. And one of the justices uh, was saying, you know, well, exactly what you said. We don't know when people are going to need a firearm, right? We shouldn't have to justify that because in the state of New York, they're trying to say, well, what is your extra need for mm -hmm. a firearm, right? Not just that I'm alive and I want to stay alive, right? You got to have an extra reason 
for yeah. having a firearm. And one of the justices said, well, what is that extra reason? Because you don't get the notice, hey, you're going to be in danger today. You might want to take your firearm. So that's the New York case. There's something going on in Maryland. I wanted you to kind of help us unpack what is happening there. But it does involve a gun ban, a rifle ban, and 25 attorneys general across the nation saying, mm, how about no? We're joining together to say, how about no? Can you pick it up from there? Yeah, let's go back to, let's go back to 2017, actually. Let's go back to the Peruta case in California. California, very similar case, the Peruta case to the New York case in the sense that the fight was about having to show, quote unquote, good cause to carry a firearm to get a permit. We all know California is a mess. It's a patchwork of liberal la la land, goofballness, communism. And it, we wanted to really speak, feel, though. I mean, I'm, I'm I, I don't even want to tell you how I really feel. I want you to have me back. <laughs> yeah. All right. But they got beautiful, they got beautiful yeah. beaches, though, Mark. Well, I mean, yeah. Good. They can going. have them. So does Florida. Florida's free. Okay. Uh, and they're not as crowded. Here's the deal that we wanted that case to be heard by the Supreme Court so that we could finally put to bed this the reason to have to show a good cause to exercise a constitutional right. Think about that. Think about having to get a card that allows you to speak freely or show a good cause of why you believe what you believe and want to say what you want to say. That's what we're talking about here. The Supreme Court in conference elected not to grant cert to that case, so it never moved forward. Thomas Gorsuch and, and uh, I believe uh, Thomas and Gorsuch were the two main, but they wrote a dissent to the court's refusal to take that case and it was scathing. Then essentially what they said was the court cannot continue to sidestep these issues. We've got to answer these questions. A few years later comes the New York case, which is similar, but even better than the Peruta case because it's so pinpointed in the sense that in New York, you can, and lots of people have permits in New York, but they've all had to show a reason why. And in New York, you have to get permission from a government official, law enforcement, and depending permission. on where you are in the state, permission, permission, permission to exercise a constitutional right. So the court has finally agreed to take this case. Interestingly, because we know we're going to win this case. We know we're going to win it. We're confident that's not just my feeling. That's also the feeling of Alan Gottlieb, who is inter intimately involved in this case, et cetera. So that's what started there. We feel confident in this New York case. What we don't know is the breadth of the decision, the scope. How wide is it going to be? This should be a 9-0 decision, but it won't be because we know how three of the members of the court, or at least maybe four members of the court, depending on how Roberts moves, will be swayed. However, in this case, we have to remember that Justice Roberts voted in favor with us in the Heller case in 08 and the 2010 subsequent case, McDonald v. Chicago. So we have a, he would have to reverse years of, of, of his own precedent in order to vote against us in New York. We don't think that will happen, but he likes more narrow rulings. So therein lies the case with New York. We're going to get a decision on that in June. We feel really comfortable about that. Now let's move to Maryland. Fourth Circuit has upheld Maryland's assault weapons ban case. Other circuits across the country have found them to be unconstitutional. We have a perfect rift in the court. And in this particular case, when the Second Amendment Foundation, the Firearms Policy Coalition, along with their plaintiff, filed suit seeking cert at the Supreme Court, uh, Maryland's attorney general opted not in 30 days, opted not to respond to the petition. And the Supreme Court came back and said, ah, we wanna hear from you. 
yeah. which is a great sign that the court is taking this case seriously mm -hmm. and looking into it. And that's where we get to what you just mentioned. We now have 25 state AGs, attorneys general, who have filed petitions seeking this case to be heard at the Supreme Court. So in addition to that, we now have the, uh, there's a piece up on, um, I mean, it's reason.com written mm -hmm. by Dave Koppel, who just filed his brief. Now, interestingly, it is Valentine's Day, the 14th. And by the way, happy Valentine's Day, Cheryl. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Both. Today is the deadline. Yeah, to both of you. Today is the deadline for the amicus briefs to be in. Mm. So we will see what happens here. But uh, nonetheless, we're very, we feel really good mm -hmm. that the Supreme Court is sending signals that they're very serious about taking this case. What does that mean for us? Imagine getting a victory knocking out some of the House of Cards gun control laws, having to show good cause in New York, which would literally wipe out the shall issue versus, you got shall issue versus may issue. Mm -hmm. In seven other states, may issue would go by the wayside. If you seek a permit, you can get a permit. Mm -hmm. We can go a little bit deeper now because in 21 states, soon to be 22, where I sit now, the state that you are in, of course, is a constitutional carry state. Georgia will be number 22. We are confident about that. Nearly half the states in the country no longer need a permit. So we see the direction this is going. The left is going crazy. The anti-gunners are going nuts with good reason. They're losing. We are winning. Forget what you don't see in the mainstream press about this. But imagine now getting an assault weapons case that wipes out the ban in Maryland and has ramifications across the country that puts the, these to bed. You've got now the most common rifle in use in America cannot be banned from Americans. It is not a military weapon. It is a semi-automatic 223 or 556 caliber. Imagine the one-two punch these two cases would represent. An assault weapons ban being wiped out on the heels of the New York victory would be just a, a devastating blow to the anti-gun left. So we're excited about this. Yes. We feel pretty comfortable. And the sec it, it, it would seem to me that with the let's say the signals that the Supreme Court is currently throwing at this case in Maryland. And now when you have 25 AGs, all Republicans, by the way, imagine that, imagine throwing that. their weight behind this and them seeking response now from the Maryland Attorney General who refused to even consider writing in defense of this as it went to, as it, as it, was, uh, as it was originally filed. It would seem to me that the Supreme Court would, it, it would shock me if they didn't take the case, if they, if they didn't agree to take the case, particularly with the makeup of the court the way it is. So that's the long-winded yeah. response. I hope there was some insight there. There absolutely was, not long-winded at all, uh, perfectly stated and laid out. And it is so good to have some hope. You know, we, we do hear all the time the doom and the gloom and, uh, the other side would love for us to believe that this document matters not at all anymore, right? No such thing as constitutional anything, right? Bill of needs, I guess, not bill of rights. But then when we hear things like this, and I think that our uh, Arizona Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, I think he was the first one to, to dive into this and say, I'll be part of the amicus brief. Yeah. So sometimes we're frustrated with him, but on this particular case, he's <laughs> a politician. I mean, it, it comes with the territory, you know, but that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, we we have to work with our politicians. Mm 
-hmm. We have to let them know what it is we expect from them. We have to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. And it is great to see half the country. It would be wonderful to see a couple Democrat AGs come in there in support of this as well, but they Mm -hmm. won't. They toe the line. It doesn't matter. Half the nation's AGs are involved in this case in Maryland. I'm excited about this case. Guys, this would be a one-two knockout blow. Imagine that. The quick right and the quick left, boom. Put it right down on the mat and say, nah, I don't think I'm going to let you arrest me today, Sheriff Behan, to use the old (laughs) phrase from Tombstone. That's the winning phrase. No, we're going to win this victory. Meanwhile, the mainstream media, the lie of omission, they don't even talk about it. They don't want anybody to know about it. But we know who's winning this fight, and so does the left. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And, you know, thinking about our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, these documents, they are not partisan. It's not like there is a Republican or right-leaning Constitution and Bill of Rights and then a a left-leaning Democrat. Don't left to me. (laughs) Bill of Rights. It's all for everyone. And we as citizens, as voters, we have allowed the politicians to make it where we can't even talk about it because in polite society, you don't talk about politics, right? And that I think is slowly correcting with the millions of brand new, first time, never owned a gun before uh, citizens out there But an interesting thing is I look at those millions and I start seeing a whole bunch of possible new friends, right? And I want to just love them all up and love them all in. And you're like a little bit more like, um, hang on a second. And yeah, I want to, I want to unpack that a little bit because I know that you would not shut out anybody who was truly for the constitution. You would not, you know, hold your hand up to them at all. But I like that you're a little bit more, um, you know, you're going to have to sort of prove to me that you did more than just exchange money for an item before yeah. I think you're on my side of things. Go go with that. Unpack. That now, let me explain bit. that. Just because you own a gun doesn't mean you're my friend. Yeah. Let me be very, very clear about that. Yeah. Yay. You have a gun. Excellent. How are you voting? Are you going to vote for Biden if he's even awake in 2024? Are you going to vote for Democrats? Are you going to vote for more of the same? Are you going to vote for Eric Adams in New York City? Are you going to continue to vote for this lunatic communist AOC? Are you going to continue to vote for Democrats? Just because you're a gun owner doesn't mean you're my friend. And here's, here's why. To me, this is my number one issue. I vote my guns. Mm-hmm. There are, look, the, the, the Second Amendment and the, and the Constitution are not partisan. Every human being has a right to defend themselves. I champion that right. Congratulations for buying a gun. That tells me that you might be fixable if you're voting left. Maybe we can fix you, but not necessarily. There's a lot of Democrats out there who don't mind jumping through the hoops, who think, ah, eh, they're never going to take my guns away from me. Biden doesn't want to really do that. The left doesn't want to take my guns. I'm going to have my gun. There are a lot of people out there that are elitist snob punks mm. that think it's okay for me. I'm a movie star. I get to protect myself. The hell with you. Okay. And that's where we get into the okay for me, not for thee type. We see that attitude. That doesn't make that gun owner my friend. I'm not here to coddle that individual. I'm here to fight their politics tooth and nail. Yay for you having a gun. I got a white pickup truck, Dodge Ram 1500 four by four. My friends with everybody that has one, do I wave at them going down the highway? Not at all. 
There are some people that drive white pickup trucks that drive drunk, kill families. There are some that drive white pickup trucks that use them to rob liquor stores. It's getaway vehicles just because you we're not the same. Mm -hmm. I welcome them as new gun owners. Now let's vote your guns. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do you vote? If that's call it cynical. I've been I've been doing this a long time, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why I take I take a, a issue with this phrase, the gun community. Yeah. What is the gun community? Every gun owner is the Antifa gun owner who's training to fight me, hmm. part of my gun community. Okay, I'm passionate about this stuff. Hmm. Again, we've got to vote our guns. There are people out there who own guns, good for them. God bless them, it's a human right. Use that gun to defend your life. I don't care what your politics are. God bless you for having a gun and being alive. Yeah. Now vote your gun rights. If you're not voting your gun rights, that doesn't make you a friend of me, a friend of mine. I'm glad you have a gun to defend yourself, but I'm still fighting the battle and guess what? At the end of the day, when I win, you got a free ride, pal. Right. Okay? You right. got a free ride. And, and I, I don't back off on that at all. And I never right. will. You know, we, we see it in the gun community already. We have people that had life, you know, lifelong guns. You know, they've owned guns all their life. But they say, well, AR-15s, we don't really need AR-15s. It's okay. You know, or we have shotguns that they don't like you having a handgun. So we have people in our own community that are not supporting community. our right. You know, I am, <laughs> I'm a rights guy too. I don't care if you own a gun or not. If you, if you, if you don't want to own a gun, fine. As long as you let us have our rights, you know, don't take our constitution away from us. If you're a constitutionalist, then I don't care. Right. Then you're mm -hmm. a friend. You know, you guys might remember a GRPC a number of years ago in Chicago, uh, it's interesting for me at GRPC, I try to write my speech every year. And then over the last four to five years, I just stopped doing that because it comes to me. I, and here I was, I hadn't had one written. I was in a cab, sharing a cab with a young girl who was going to the same hotel we were at at the Hyatt for the GRPC a number of years ago. When she said to me, she goes, so what are you doing? Are you, where are you heading? And I said, I'm heading to the uh, gun rights policy conference. She said, oh, oh, the gun rights policy conference. She says, I grew up with guns. I'm from Virginia. I love shooting, grew up shooting with my brother. I love our right to own guns, except for those AR-15s. I don't think we should have those. And I thought, bingo, here's my speech for the GRPC. I had to ask the cab driver, true story. I said, how much time do we have before we get to the hotel? He said, about 10 minutes. I go, I got 10 minutes to fix you, okay? <laughs> and I fixed her. I explained to her why she was mistaken, why she was misinformed about the AR-15 and to stop watching the news and to understand what it was that she was talking about. And at the end of that conversation, when we got out of the car, she thanked me and it was a great conversation. Now, did she go out and buy an AR-15? I don't know, uh, likely not. But I had an open, frank discussion with her and that made a lot of progress and a lot of headway with her. And Cheryl, you might remember my, my talking about that. That was my speech at the GRPC that year. Uh, so yeah, we take the opportunity any, anytime we can. And I heard you mention, you know, so that so that we can they can keep give us our rights. You know, we're having a lot of these issues with the mandates. And I got a lot of Democrat politicians saying Americans deserve their freedom back. Hey, dude, you never took it from me to begin with. Mm, I never gave it to you. Right. I was born with my right to bear arms. Yeah. That's what the Constitution recognizes. That's what the Second Amendment recognizes. Yeah. You don't give it to me. You don't have that luxury. I'll determine. I'll determine what to do with that right, because it's my right. If I choose to exercise it, I choose to exercise it, but you don't get to take it away from me. And there are a lot of people on the left who are beginning to wake up to that. You know, guys like Bill Maher, okay? 
who would have thought that I would find myself agreeing with Bill Maher over the last few months? You know, we're right? in crazyville when we're like, you're, hey, you're in upside down. Bill Maher, right? <laughs> well, you know, I respect Bill Maher when it comes to firearms for a number of reasons. He has stated this plainly over the years, and I respect that. I know where he stands. I have a gun, he says. Mm -hmm. I own a gun and I'm never going to give it up until I know everybody's given up their guns, which he knows isn't going to happen. But I respect him being out in leftist la-la land, speaking his mind, and, and we understand that. Now, that doesn't mean he likes guns. That doesn't mean he's going to continue, you know, that he's going to vote the way we want. He just has guns, and he continues to vote left. That's why I said, is he a part of our community? He's voting for the very people who have made it clear that they want to take away our rights. He understands that, and that's his choice as an American. Good for him. Absolutely. But that well, doesn't mean you and I are on the same team because we clearly are not. Exactly. Well, and these are the exact reasons why I was so excited that when I invited you to come out to Arizona uh, later this week, actually, to speak yeah. at our ninth annual Celebrate and Protect the Second Amendment rally event because you do understand the broader scope and the nuances. And this event is designed, it's going to be held on Saturday, February 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the lawn of the Arizona State Capitol. Yeah, buddy. And it is designed to be that bring the family, bring the kids, bring your neighbors, maybe people who are on the fence, maybe people who are those, those uh, citizens who said, all right, so I bought a gun. And now I don't really know how to tap into a social set, into, you know, regular training, into what do I do with my rights now that I'm starting to understand them. And so we're hoping that we're going to have people there. We always do every year. So I would imagine we would again this year from every, it's a slice of America, right? Every demographic, every place along the political spectrum. And I think that a voice like yours being able to, and I don't know what you're planning to talk about, but being able to articulate some of those things, like welcome in, but you know, right. there's certain parameters that we need to agree on if we're really well, going to be Here's out. the thing. It's interesting. We don't really have to agree on those parameters, but at the same time, that's, this is my shtick, right? Yeah. I'm fighting for the right to bear arms like you are, and you do it passionately on Gun Freedom Radio, just like I do on Armed American Radio, okay? I'm not giving the other side a pass, mm -hmm. because here's why, and I, and I understand this, and I know you do too. If I were the god of all things gun control and gun-related, mm -hmm. if someone said to me, Mark, you're the god of all things gun-related, please make the left go away, we've had enough. If I could say to them, okay, I'm the god of guns, Let's give them universal background checks and maybe they'll shut up and go away. Do you think they're going to go away if I gave that to them? No, no. never. They're going to continue on. They've never met a gun control bill that they haven't wanted to make love to and fondle. It's that simple. As crazy <laughs> as they may be, this nonsense in Florida a number of years ago, there was a Democrat in Duval County who'd wanted Floridians in a free state to have to take anger management classes every five years to get a certificate and pass it in order to buy ammo. And the left embraces everything that comes their way, including bans, confiscations, everything. They will never stop. And that's what we have to understand. We can never allow them to gain an inch ever, or they're going to seek another inch and a half a mile 
and a mile. And it is critical that we never give that up. That's why. Why are we having a pro-gun rally in Phoenix, Arizona, one of the most gun-friendly places on earth? Because you have people in Arizona that are trying to take away your rights and your freedoms from you. And they're not going to stop. As free as Arizona may be, I can promise you there are Democrats in that legislative body putting up gun control bills every single year. Yep. And if the wrong thing happens in a gubernatorial election in the state of Arizona down the road, this can come home to roost there too. It never stops. We can't ever end this fight. We've got to keep it up in the public arena. We've got to keep it up on the radio, the airwaves, print everywhere we can get it. And we've got to keep up the fight in the courtrooms. And that's how we do it. And I'm proud and honored. You know how much I love Arizona. It's my second home. I'd move out there tomorrow, but my uh, Kennesaw State mom, my wife, just isn't quite ready to go out there yet. But, uh, you know, and I'm doing the same thing on March 2nd. I'm actually emceeing the event on the Capitol steps here in the state of Georgia for the 2A rally, which I'm really looking forward to because I get to go after Stacey Abrams, who wants to be the governor. And we're going to hit that really, really hard on the second. These hypocrites, these people will not stop. I'm glad your gun owners out there, if you're new gun owners, welcome. Vote the right way and vote your guns because your party wants to take them away from us. That's not my problem. I sleep well at night. You need to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why. And call, can you call yourself a gun rights advocate and pull the lever for the leftists? No, you can't. Not in my book. You can be a Democrat gun owner that loves guns. Good for you. Yeah. Don't call yourself an activist in my presence. Not when you're pulling the lever for the people that want to take away our guns. I'm not going to let you in the door. Uh, so well said. And of course, that makes me think of Beto O'Rourke. Oh. <laughs> right? So- <laughs> I mean, how many it's too sides early to of, talk about him? Oh my God! Of his mouth, does he have right? He is on record as you know, getting the crowd riled up. Hell yes! Sorry for my language. Hell yes! I'm gonna take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. I think that's a direct quote. Ooh, it is. It is. Well, like last week, I think it was. Okay, now the softer side of Beto has come out and. He's like, well, no, I'm not actually going to do that. And it's like, you. Uh, Maybe he's going to buy them from us. Yeah. Yeah. Force buy them. to buy back them. something you never <laughs> owned. Look, you bring up the utter hypocrisy of the left. Mm -hmm. They literally think you're stupid. They do. They, the media does. Yeah. And then, well, the media plays into this because they're a part of this. That's why they'll never tell the truth. The, the biggest thing the media does is give us the lie of omission. Mm -hmm. And that is the refusal to, to, to even talk about it. You can make up your mind that something is biased and a hateful story when you have the ability to read it, hear it, and see it. Oh, those guys are full of crap. Listen to that. They're not telling us the truth. You can make up your mind. But when they don't tell you something, you haven't been given the opportunity. And in my estimation, that's criminal. The way the media plays games today, people should be held criminally accountable for mm -hmm. falsifying the facts. Look at the story with Hillary Clinton. This is bigger than Watergate. Oh my God. And the mainstream media, ABC, NBC, so we can CBS, MSDNC, LSD, and CNN, LOL, will never say anything about it until they are forced to. And to, in my estimation, in today's day and age, that's criminal. That's criminal behavior. But that's just me. I'm the crazy guy. I think people should be held accountable for that. But uh, let's go back to Beto for just a second. Beto thinks Texas residents are stupid, or at least he thinks his base is stupid. Mm-hmm. Because as Mr. Gottlieb said on my program last night when we talked about this very subject, I asked him, how can, how can a politician step up there with integrity, character, and honesty, supposedly, and tell you 
hell yes, I want to take your AR-15. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. And he did it with authority. He said it firmly. He mm-hmm. said it on a debate stage with 21 or 22 other Democrats running for president at that time. And he said it in front of a left-leading crowd that cheered him, all of them, when he said it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Greg, my producer on the air, made a comment the other day about Stacey Abrams and the mask and the Democrats now pulling all their masks down. It's all a, it's all a farce. The whole thing is a farce. And he said, you know, the science didn't change, Mark. The political science changed. Mm. Think about that. Beto knows damn good and well that the political science in the state of Texas is not going to allow him to go after anybody's guns. So now he steps out and he's the great defender of the Second Amendment. And you have to wonder what kind of man, look, stand on your convictions, bro. If you think the gun should be taken away from us, man up and run on it. Mm -hmm. But he won't because they don't have any convictions. That's why people don't believe them and politicians in general. Man up and run on it if that's what you think. I'll respect you for that. Yeah. But if you don't, look what's going to happen in Texas. And I'm going to make a prediction here. Stacey Abrams loses Georgia by double digits because of this whole mask nonsense. Mm-hmm. And Beto O'Rourke doesn't come. He comes in a distant second to Governor mm-hmm. Abbott in Texas because of this. People in Texas are not stupid. His base might be stupid because there's a lot of stupid people out there. And as I've said on the air for many years, ignorance when left unattended breeds stupidity. These people just choose to remain ignorant and therefore they fall for this stuff. Yeah. You know, we're going to look back at this guys and go, we look at these idiots in their masks. You can see it shifting. It's yeah. changing right before our eyes mm-hmm. and the Democrats get it. That's why they're changing because they now, now what they're going to do is they're going to claim victory and they're switching their political tunes when it comes to guns. The flip-flopping is well underway as we approach the midterms because they know they're going to get shellacked. I feel confident in what I'm telling you. I think it would it would require some type of catastrophe for the opposite to happen at this stage of the game. That's why we're seeing the flip flopping from them right now. Yeah. Well, a reporter yesterday on Fox said that they're hoping that they'll forget that we made them wear masks, and you know mm-hmm. that the election's coming mm-hmm. up. That maybe the uh, Democrats will forget all these restrictions that we have, and so they're softening their tune, just like uh, Beto or whatever his name is. <laughs> You know, so, but he's so cool, we'll you guys. And he rides a uh, skateboard, so totally. So does Antifa. Last I checked, the Antifa riders all ride skateboards too, right? Yeah, now. they do. And I they and I want to I want to plug that New apparently. Jersey governor again, the one that says the Constitution's above his pay grade, mm-hmm. and he's still our governor of, of, of New Jersey. Murphy, you know what's interesting, guys? This whole mass thing is fascinating to me for a number of reasons because it does tie into guns. When you look at what happened with Stacey Abrams in the state of Georgia. Stacey Abrams, the idiot that she is, puts that photograph out on Twitter of her sitting there without a mask while kindergartners behind her are suffering in these face diapers. And within an hour, the backlash was huge across the spectrum. Look at this elitist. And it was coming from all sides. Mm -hmm. What did they do? They pulled it down. Then they Mm -hmm. played the race card. The Republicans are only attacking us because it's Black History Month. That didn't go over well (laughs) because it had nothing to do with race. It had to do with Stacey Abrams without a face diaper as an elitist, while children behind her were having to breathe in through face diapers. It didn't age well in the hour that it was out there. As a result, within 24 hours, you had all the Democrat governors in New York, California, and you're talking about Murphy, that tyrant in New Jersey and Delaware, all bringing their mask mandates down. That's not coincidental. They saw what happened. They know they've overplayed their hand. 
Mark my word on this. That is mm -hmm. not coincidental. It's all part of the same plan, guys. You think the voters will forget by November? Oh, my God. oh no way. We I don't think not. so either. No, too much. no way. Now, there will be some that will continue to walk around in their dopey masks and drive around by themselves in their dopey masks, thinking that they're saving the world. But they will just look like the fools that, quite frankly, they are. Right. Mm -hmm. No, so true. And so I, I just wanted to check, are we sure that it's it's racism and not that, as AOC has said, it, it that we can't date Stacey Abrams or something like well, that? Well, I mean, Remember look at me, obviously, I'm, obviously I'm upset that I can't date Stacey Abrams, right? <laughs> Sarah, and AOC and her boy. I don't know what's going one on. on that. She's the only one in that video that should have been wearing a mask. There, I said it. I'll leave you it alone. You said it. You said I it. I want to date them. I, I want to date them all. I'm take them in, uh, to Colombia for a date. And there you go. Or, one of the countries that they would fit in perfectly yeah. with. Like, why don't they just go there? Um, well, hey, before we before we go farther, let me say this about Stacey Abrams. All kidding aside, mm -hmm. Stacey Abrams made a terrible mistake when she doubled down all she had to do was shut her mouth and let the let the, let it die but she didn't she came back out and she apologized and then when she apologized she said but she still supports mandates for masks for kids that's her undoing in the state of georgia guys right there because we're over it now we've been free in the state of georgia florida gets all the credit desantis gets all the credit this state never closed we never were forced to do anything in this state the governor left it up to only the blue, the little bastions of blue, like Cobb County and Fulton County and DeKalb County, where the Democrats were controlling, had you in mandates. My kids have never worn masks. They were never forced okay. to wear masks. Oh. We've been, schools have been open from day one. The problem is the media doesn't cover it because let's be frank, people from New Jersey and New York are not moving to Georgia to escape. They're moving to Florida. So Florida tends to get all the news. But I got to give Kemp, who's under tremendous political pressure in this state right now, his due because he did keep this state open mm -hmm. and this state has been free from day one. And there's value in that. And Stacey Abrams, for some reason, hasn't figured that out. And as mm -hmm. Neil McCabe said in the round table on my show a couple of weeks ago, that will be her undoing in the state of Georgia. Yeah, I think they, they just live in too tight of a bubble and they think that what they believe is what everyone believes. Well, they're never wrong. That, Even when they apologize, there's always a but there. Mm -hmm. So right. And the only reason will. that they would even have to apologize is because there's some racist out there or somebody that right. wants to date them, you know, so, you know, is not interested in dating day? AOC guys, not, not yep. interested in the least bit. No, you didn't hear that. That no. AOC the, said the only reason that people are giving her garbage about, I think having gone to Florida on her vacation, right? So she goes to a free state for her vacation and then mandate wants to mandate everybody else in her own state. But she said, the only reason that people are mad is because they want to date her. Ew. Republicans are upset because they, they can't date her. It's I'm sexual like, frustration. I mean, Who the arrogance from these people. Things is so crazy. But um, Ooh, but you, I know, right? But you brought up some a, a good point. You know, there's all these other countries out there that that love you know the idea of top down management, right? But they the won't government be at the top, says though. so. They won't be at the top if they move. That's the problem. They should because they believe like you know these other countries, but. Anyway, well, we can hash that out afterwards. Um, Mark, you know, you have been in such a unique position over these years where you have seen so many things in our history unfold in even these past 15 years. Yeah. Uh, do you have 
a set of binoculars for the future. What do you think the trajectory for our rights, the trajectory for people understanding that this wasn't, uh, this document didn't give us anything, mm -hmm. right? The constitution didn't give us anything. It secured what we have just by the merit of being born and being alive yeah. in this nation. Are people going to start getting it more? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, let me, that's, on the that's a great question. I'm the eternal optimist here. Freedom isn't free. Freedom is an uphill battle. And we're at a critical juncture in this country. There are forces in this country trying to socialize this nation, trying to take away the, the world, the, the country that I grew up in, that you grew up in, mm -hmm. for my kids. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to let it happen. Freedom is, is innate. It's in every single one of us. And this country allows freedom to flourish. What we're seeing right now through a communist media, a Marxist-controlled media, a propaganda wing of the Democrat mm. Party media, the Democrat Party, there's a reason the party shifted so far left. People act shocked that Schumer's really so far left. This, they've been waiting for their time. This is it. And Obama was the spark that brought them that fundamental transformation of America that he talked about mm. when he told Joe the plumber, yes, I believe in redistribution of wealth. And the media champions this. We have to remember that the media is fake. And when you combine a 24-hour fake media that's in the tank doing the bidding of one political party, mm -hmm. combined with an internet that gives us instant information and a hideously left-wing social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook where hate flourishes. Don't take my word for it. Go to Twitter right now and just search hashtag Trump. Mm -hmm. And wait till you see the hatred aimed at you as a conservative or as a gun-loving American or someone who doesn't wear masks every day. Mm -hmm. They hate you. And when you combine all of those things together, you have a recipe for disaster. And that's where we are now today. So it's an uphill battle because we don't have the luxury of having that mainstream press on our side. But what we do have is we have that document on our side and we have freedom on our side. And Americans of all stripes, of all colors, of all creeds yearn to be free. And freedom will prevail. It's going to be an ugly fight sometimes. And we might have to take one for the team from time to time. You might have to suffer through an economic downturn in order to, in order to take it. We, we may have to do these things. Maybe the truckers are going to, you know, in the United States are going to do what they did in Canada. Okay. Maybe they make a statement. That's how we win these battles. And if we have to suffer for a couple of weeks to do it, maybe we do. But in the long term, it's worth it because freedom will prevail. I believe that at my core. That's why I fight for it every day. No doubt that we will win this battle. The option is not an option. The other option is not an option, guys. That means a loss of freedoms. It means the elite controlling us. It means them, the, 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 the elite thinking that they can give us our freedom and take our freedom from us. Now, it doesn't work that way. Americans will fight to the death to see to it that that doesn't happen. And I'm confident. All you have to do is look at the court victories, look at the polls as much as I hate polls. But at yeah. the same time, when you look at year after year after year over the last three years, you see the trajectory in these polls. You look at the victories in our courtrooms. This is a center-right country. It always has been. The media wants us to believe otherwise. That's called gaslighting. They've been doing it for years. I'm no different than anybody else. You sit down and go, my God, is this really real? You don't even know what to believe anymore, right? That's so true. take a break from that stuff. Get out of social media. Go live your life and realize that your neighbors get along, that you get along with virtually everybody, okay? Get out of this bubble, this 
fake news media and you'll realize, wow, not everybody really hates each other. Yeah. And, and life is real. Freedom will prevail. I'm confident in that. It's just going to, it may be an uphill battle and we're in that stage of it right now. I kind of look at it like the frog in the boiling water. You know, uh, they've been slowly chipping away at our rights, slowly doing it. But what happened with they, I don't know if they really planned it, but when COVID hit, they started all these restrictions and a lot of people said, wait, uh, what are you doing to me? I can't go outside. I can't go. I got to wear, my kids got to wear a mask. Can't go to yeah, church. Who, who would have so, thought this in America? So, right. So that came too quick. They've been gradually taking our rights away to a point where we wouldn't even know it and they're gone. Mm -hmm. This happened and it woke people up and people are saying, no, I'm saying no. Mm -hmm. Well, there are little things that we have to do. Words mean things. Let me give you a quick example. I was uh, flying out of Atlanta to uh, the Car Firearms Rod of Iron Festival back in October. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see how far I could snake my way through the Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport without a mask before somebody said, hey, you got to put a mask on. Right. Mm -hmm. We've done that. <laughs> right. And I, I'm not the jerk. I wasn't going to fight anybody. I'm not the guy that's going to stand there and get thrown off a plane. Okay. Right. Right. I had a mask. I just wanted to see how far I could get. Mm -hmm. I made it through baggage when I got dropped off. I made it through security. I made it through the tram. If you've ever been to Hartsfield, it's a large airport. I made it through the Delta Club where I sat and had you know lunch and a cocktail. I made it all the way to my gate. And as I was 10 minutes away from boarding, I wasn't even thinking about the mask anymore. I was just doing what I normally do. When mm -hmm. a cop came up on a Segway, and another cop rode up on a bicycle and asked to see my identification and my boarding pass. And I said, why do you want to see my boarding pass and my identification? I'm standing here waiting to get on a flight. Yeah. The guy says, uh, well, you're in violation of federal law. It's federal law that you have to wear a mask. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, it is not federal law Thank that you. I have to wear a mask. Thank and I you. said, guys, I'm going to wear a mask. I wasn't thinking about it. I just left the Sky Club. Okay. I'm not the jerk. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. But I want you to know that it's not a federal law. It's a federal mandate. It's not a law. Congress hasn't passed anything. No president has signed anything. And the cop said, you're right. I, you're right about that. I said, please stop telling people that. Yeah. Okay. At which point I reached and I put my mask on. I said, there you go. Okay. Guy mm -hmm. said, thanks very much. I said, please guys, make sure people are aware. Tell them the truth. It's up to us to call this stuff out, man. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? Good. And I was the nice guy about it. I wasn't a jerk to the guys. I had a good conversation okay. with them, but this is, you know, the words mean things. Okay. Yeah. There is no federal law. Yeah. Yeah. In different airports, the, the recording that goes on and on, it'll say different things. Yeah. Uh, in Phoenix, it says mandate in some other place. It'll say law. Right. And then on the planes, depending on who is, you know, welcoming you really, they act more like prison wardens these days than, yeah you know, helpful staff, but depending on who's on the microphone, you'll either hear them say law or mandate. And, and we should not ever be conflating those two things. So what's the difference no. though? So if, no. if it's a mandate, could he have thrown you, could he have arrested you for not wearing a mask? No. He's asking for your ID. No, he could have thrown me out of the airport for not complying with their mandate, which I wasn't going to let happen. I, that's not who I am. Right. Right. Okay. I just wanted to see how far I could get. And I yeah. made it only 10 minutes away from boarding before somebody said anything to me about it. But when he said law, that's when I corrected him. And I made sure that I was, you know, pretty adamant about that. Guys, it's not a law. It's a mandate. Nice. In other words, somebody said, this is what you have to do. But we all know innately that this is wrong, that no human being can tell me that I have to wear some stupid mask on my face. Guys, I'm telling you, we're going to look back at this. Yeah. 
and go, what in the hell did we allow to happen to us? And exactly. here's the worst part about this. The media will determine when COVID is over. Mm-hmm. Right. The media will determine it. When they decide something else is a bigger story, they will move on. And you're at the very beginning of that now because their state-run masters in the Democrat Party are beginning to abandon this now because they know they've overplayed their hand. The media will begin to downplay this little by little by little. All of a sudden, you're going to look back and go, huh? Yeah. What just happened here? Yeah. Right. So why that, do, that day you know, is coming? What all of a sudden, Monday, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. I know. What, what happened? <laughs> That on Monday, because I was in Vegas last week, had to wear a mask, had to wear a mask, everywhere I go, mask, mask, mask. The next day I come home, you don't have to wear a mask in Vegas anymore. Is the it because I was there? The Super Bowl was yeah. there. That's so, or so the, what's the betting the, on the Super Bowl. You know, what happened over the weekend? Uh, well, yeah. you know, I always get a kick about going into restaurants and, yes. uh, <laughs> and seeing these plastic partitions that are just as high as the people are and have space everywhere and the staff wearing masks, but you get to go in in Georgia, we don't have to wear masks anywhere. Mm-hmm. The staff chooses to wear some if they want to. Yeah. I guess a private business, if they're foolish enough and don't want your money, would say you have to wear a mask. That doesn't happen. You can go in anywhere here. Good. But I got I get a kick out of watching this. So let me, let me get this straight. The virus only goes as high as the plastic partitions and Clearly. can't swim around the back of the partition. Never. And yep. if you go in with a mask on, you're safe. But when you take it off to eat, you're safe because the virus knows you're eating. This is nonsense we have fallen for from day one. And by the way, proof of what I'm telling you, I could talk about this all day. Where's Fauci been? Pretty quiet. He's been pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. He's been silenced right now. Mm-hmm. And that, again, all of you're seeing this all develop now. Again, we're going to look back at this and go, wow, there's a sucker born every day because I didn't fall for it. You didn't fall for it. But millions did. Mm-hmm. Fantastic that we are, I think, starting to wake up and it's starting to to wane. Yeah. But they the other side has learned a lot about how we behave, what they can get away with, what they can't get away with. And they are not taking a nap. So I would no. say they're, they're plotting something right now. And it could be, we're going to be distracted by what's going on in Ukraine for a while. Um, but I, I don't think that we've seen the last of uh, the Fauci's of the world. So no, no, definitely not. keep our radar you up speak, about you, that. You brought up Ukraine. That's a pretty serious thing. That's probably something's going to happen soon, right? What do you know? What do you think, Mark? Uh, we really got to go into that. I, yeah. <laughs> we only have no, like no, no, not have time just, to tackle I, Ukraine. I, I'm just a little right bit now. worried about it. That's all. I, yeah, I, I, and people should and people should be because, mm-hmm. it, but it's all happening because we have tremendous weakness at the top of our political spectrum here in yeah. this country. I do Absolutely. not believe Yeah, I don't believe there's going to, I do not, and I'm just going to say this, I may be wrong, but I do not believe Russia is going to invade Ukraine. It's a lot of saber rattling mm-hmm. and uh, Putin will win. Uh, he will come out of this getting what he wants, American concessions for something. Yeah. That's why they're doing it, because they know the president of the United States is weak. I hope I'm right about that. Yeah. If I'm wrong, it's a it's a very messy situation. So well, you're, you're right. right about he's weak. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> sure. All right. We've got to get out of here. But um, Mark, we are excited. We're going to see you here in Arizona uh, on Saturday. Thanks. Yeah. February 19th, just a few days from today, we're going to be on the Capitol lawn of the Arizona State Capitol, uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You're going to be one of our dynamic speakers. And then plug the one in Georgia you said is coming up. 
Yeah, March 2nd, the rally there at March 2nd, I'll be emceeing that event on the steps of the Capitol. And we're going to really go after Stacey Abrams and the Democrats. We're going to have a blast doing it. Fantastic. I love that. And the reason for these kinds of things is the example that you gave of riding in a taxi cab and engaging another human being who may or may not agree with you, may or may not even understand what rights are about. And that is education is the key, right? Not legislation. We're not going to legislate each other into being safe. And Take every opportunity you can to, to fix somebody if they're broken, okay? Mm-hmm. And understand this too, for your own sanity's sake, you can't fix everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't. And, and when you run across some of those people, just do yourself a solid, walk away. Yeah. No reason to get your blood pressure up. Leave that to me, leave that to you. That's what we do for a living, okay? Sure. <laughs> Try to keep your families intact. It's tough. I mean, I've got family member myself that I'm, you know, that uh, is just not welcome anymore. I've had enough, as is the rest of my family too. It's very sad, yeah. but- it is what it is. I don't want that around my children and, and uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. And we've agreed to, to go separate ways. It's sad, but it, it, it happens. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, if you can fix it, fix it. If you can't walk away, walk away calmly. There's no reason to get. Yeah. To get and have a conversation with them, not argue with them. Exactly. Right. You know, Try to just, anyway. Try yeah. to. Yeah. So fantastic. And uh, you probably have uh, three shows of yours that you've missed during this time. He was frame doing that, them in between. No, no, I think no. he was. Yeah. I think so. he was doing them while we're on the show right now. So please tell me. I've folks. taped all this. This is my show. We'll put breaks in. No, I no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, no I, I don't air until four o'clock Eastern time. So uh, I'm in really good shape. And as you know, we've added the second hour to the daily broadcast. And there's two hours per day and there's three on the Sunday show and I'm looking forward to doing the live show from Phoenix on Sunday out there and we'll probably wind up talking with you as well so I'm looking forward I can't wait to see you guys in about four days out in beautiful Arizona oh absolutely tell folks how they can keep up with all of the amazing work that you do and I see that you're wearing your ex-insurance lean back just a little bit uh shirt go ahead and give them a plug because they have been such huge supporters of yours yeah, X Insurance is the real deal. You know, I'll go ahead and give them a, a plug. The, the founder of the company, Rick Lindsay, the CEO, is he's one of us. He is a gun guy through and through. He insures risk. He insures gun owners. He insures businesses like yours. He insures lifestyles. He insures events, as you know. He insures CCW holders. He insures cops who are on the front lines every day. He insures the unions of the cops that are out there defending us every single day. And he puts his money where his mouth is and he supports Armed American Radio. And God bless him. It's xinsurance.com is the real deal. People can find me at armedamericanradio.com and Armed American News, my newest uh, news division, and get everything that we do every single day. You can listen live to both shows from there or find a radio station near you to do the same. Man, that's fantastic. And uh, we have got to have you back on more often. This was so much fun. And I can't wait to see you in real life in just a couple of days at the Capitol. Four days. Chuck Lurie said two and two. It's four and four. See you guys soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mark. God we'll bless. See you. Bye-bye. Guys. Bye-bye. Busy oh, guy. Oh, my goodness. Busy guy. Busy guy. So the one thing about uh, when he and I are uh, talking off air and he is just a true believer in this X insurance, I want to learn more about it myself, but he was saying, they're not one of these middlemen. Like they are, they actually supply the insurance. Okay. Yeah. Cause like my insurance company that I had 
that you know they're underwritten they, they by got five else. other companies that right they, they, well they, we'll do the gun part we'll yeah. do the building part we'll do the liability part so and x insurance is coming out they're going to be one of the sponsors have to, talk to, to the uh to the rally so yeah. i'm very excited to to meet them in person but i want to well. know about this book grilling while armed <laughs> I know we got to buy that and read it while we're grilling and while we're armed. But our next guest is actually waiting in the wings for our next so we episode. Need to, we need to pray for our nation. Then. We do. And pray for our leaders, our elected officials. All of them. All of them. Even the ones you don't like? Yep. All of them. Oh, I like that. Got Maybe an election coming up. We need to pray they get out. The ones you don't like. All right. Until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye-bye.